1: Director of Masonic Education and Webmaster of Dallas Lodge 182 Free and Accepted Masons of Georgia, bringing to you the Short Talk Bulletin, Volume 95, Number 3, from March of 2017. I wrote this bulletin, Tolerance, and it was originally published in the December 2016 issue of The Rhode Island Freemason. Tolerance. Now and then, I guess we all pause for a few minutes to think about how masonry has affected us. I know in my heart that masonry, the whole of it, from my very first entrance into a lodge, to the fellowship and friendships that have developed, the many activities it has afforded me, the beauty and grace of the ritual, its emphasis on morality and truth and honor, has made a better man of me, has uplifted my spirits at low times, and has unquestionably been a positive influence on my life. The virtues it teaches, and which are ours to learn, are the very best virtues a man can possess. Each degree has more lessons. It is a progressive science. Striving to fulfill those lessons and virtues makes us better men. It troubles me, however, that as I reflect on the many virtues that Freemasonry emphasizes, I have come to realize that there is one virtue which it has glaringly omitted. Oh, I realize that there are some words that represent laudable virtues that are absent from our ritual, but that are covered by other words, words like honesty, which I don't recall having seen or heard in the work, but a word whose concept is inherently present in other words that are used from the very first degree. No, this virtue to which I refer is not a concept that other words represent. I'm speaking of tolerance. By tolerance is meant not just the endurance of others' religious or spiritual views or their opinions and lifestyles and socioeconomic status. True tolerance is an attitude of genuine permissiveness. I believe that most of us would agree that tolerance is a moral virtue worthy of our acceptance and practice. Why, then, is tolerance absent from the moral framework that defines Freemasonry? Perhaps its omission was not merely an oversight by the ritualists and symbolists of long ago who forged and shaped our Freemasonry. A careful search of the Bible will reveal that storied instances of intolerance are far more prevalent than those of tolerance. God is portrayed in many books of the Bible, especially in the Old Testament, as a vengeful and intolerant God. Joshua and first Samuel as well as Deuteronomy and Leviticus and other books of the Bible, illustrate this point dramatically and often. Tolerance is perhaps touched on in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2. However, the principle of tolerance was clearly not one of the great teachings of the Old or even the New Testaments, for whatever reasons. Perhaps the very concept of tolerance is recent. It seems that tolerance first became a major social issue in conjunction with religious persecution and intolerance. That was one of the major themes of the Reformation, and many still think of tolerance in religious terms only. But tolerance goes way beyond acceptance of others' religious views. It is a respect for and acceptance of others' nationalities, religions, political views, lifestyles, and opinions. It is not a surrender of our values, but rather a respect for others. It is not a sign of an individual's weakness, but rather a sign of that individual's strength and character. As such, tolerance ought to be taught, or at least discussed, in our lodges. Maybe it is because our Masonic ancestors based so much of what we know as Freemasonry today on the writings and concepts contained in the Old Testament, which absolutely did not dwell on the concept of tolerance, that tolerance was not included in that moral framework of our institution. There may be other reasons, but it is a fact that tolerance is a word not heard within our rituals. Be that as it may, we as Freemasons know that we cannot point our fingers at others and condemn them for their lack of tolerance while we don't practice and teach it ourselves. That is hypocrisy of the first order. If we, each of us, are to add to the luster of Freemasonry, we must be a shining beacon of that high moral goodness that accepts each man for who and what he is inside. The state of perfection has not been reached in any science or art, nor should we expect that it ever will be. Nor is Freemasonry a perfect institution. But Freemasonry and Freemasons must constantly strive for that which is good and just and honorable among men in the age in which they live. Doing so often places us at odds with popular opinion, but a Mason knows in his heart what is right and just and fair. Gaining that awareness is part of the Masonic journey. How we come to realize this and other truths cannot be written. That is the pure genius of Freemasonry. It has always been so. No one man speaks for Freemasonry. It is we collectively who must speak for it through our individual actions and our teachings and our core beliefs. If Freemasonry is not seen by ourselves and others as a bastion of tolerance, as it is today of brotherly love, charity, true temperance and other virtues, if it does not proudly unfurl its banner of tolerance and recognize and teach The poisonous divisiveness of intolerance, its emblem of morality will forever be stained by its timidity and meekness and its intolerant nature. Infants come into this world absent prejudice and bias, bigotry and hatred. Those attitudes are learned not so much by experience as by the teachings of others whom we respect. Imagine if instead we were early on inspired and directed by our role models toward an attitude of always searching for truth in every aspect of our lives. There are truths in everything, be they physical, moral, spiritual, or scientific. Guided by a search for those truths, great discoveries have been made, as well as great religions established. For the individual, the search alone, when pursued honestly, shapes our moral being. No one but the individual and God knows whether the motives of those searches are self-serving or sincere, but it is the wise and fulfilled man indeed who soberly and on a regular basis examines his quests and the reasons for them. The public sees Freemasonry in each of us. The average non-Mason probably meets and gets to know maybe five men whom they know to be a Mason. We owe it to them. But much more importantly to ourselves, to uphold, practice, and establish, as our God gives us the strength and wisdom, the very highest standards of morality. It may be said that there is no greater measure of a man than his morality, and there is no truer sign of a man's character than his attitudes toward his fellow man. Brothers, consider tolerance. As our departed brother and reverend T.M. Harris once said of our order, its laws are reason and equity, its principles benevolence and love, and its religion purity and truth. Its intention is peace on earth, and its disposition goodwill toward men. Let us continue to represent in our daily words and actions this lofty description of our beloved fraternity.
0: This is Brother Michael A. Smith, a voice for Freemasonry. And this has been the Short Talk Bulletin podcast, produced in cooperation with the Masonic Service Association of North America for the purpose of providing a common stock of vetted Masonic information to all of the constituent lodges of all of the member jurisdictions and is made possible through a generous grant from the Grand Lodge AF&AM of Minnesota who have been engaging and inspiring good men